and welcome to the Captain Not Captive podcast. I'm your host and creator, Ashley Wilson. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope to inspire you in your relationships, parenthood, career, and navigate the full human experience. I truly believe you have what it takes to create and live the life you've always dreamed of. You are the captain of your choices, no matter where you came from or what's in your past. I'm not saying I have all of the answers, but I'm here to pour love, lessons, and tactical advice to bring you new perspectives into who you were truly meant to be, all while having some fun. Let's do this. Hi, welcome back to Captain Not Captive Podcast. I am in a mood this morning because I've had my pre-workout and my body is a little tingly and I have not worked out. And I wanted to come to you and give you just a pep talk, an episode for you to relate to or listen to over and over when you need someone to tell you how freaking capable you are, to have somebody remind you that tough situations don't mean it's a tough life, right? So today I want us to kind of get out of our victim mindset. And I know this happens a lot um, and I see it every single day at work and I'm not sure... I don't know. So let let me give you some context. So growing up in poverty, right? A lot of times I would hear over and over that victim mindset of life happens to me. This wasn't, there was, there were situations where 100% my mom should have taken accountability for what was going on, but instead it was my car broke down. This happened. I had to pay for this and now I have no money left over. Those kinds of things, right? Life always happened to her rather than her saying, I know eventually at some point I'm going to have to change the oil in my car. And so I'm going to have money saved for that and ready for that instead of letting it break me when I know it's inevitably coming anyway, right? So so anyway, getting out of this victim mindset is really hard. And it was something that I strived for very young. Um, I, I remember being like early teenager and trying to find ways to take responsibility for what had happened in my life thus far. And of course, like teenage years are like awkward and confusing anyway. And my brother, I think, did a really good job of reminding me that my own life is in my own hands and that I am responsible for any actions that I take. And I think that it helps me still today. And so getting out of that victim mindset and understanding that I get to choose the life that I live. You get to choose the life that you live, whether you're in a really good spot or if you're in a really tough spot right now, right? You get to choose how you respond to these situations and responding as a victim and saying, I didn't do any of this. I don't know how to fix it. This was so-and-so's fault or this happened because of such and such, right? That doesn't help you in any way. That's not showing you what you're capable of. That's actually holding you back right? When you're able to take responsibility and say, what did I do for this situation to happen, right? Then you can start to understand how do I prevent this from happening again? Or when this comes up again, because you know, something like an oil change is inevitable, even though it's really inconvenient. um, What can I do next time to, to be prepared for this, whether it's financially or logistically, right? This is just an easy example because oil changes happen to everybody, but you know, maybe it's having somebody at work who's willing to carpool with you. We used to, I used to do that all the time at my old job. My, my coworker and I would get to work at the same time. Whenever she would have an oil change, we would just carpool. And then whenever I had an oil change, we would carpool and it worked out very well. Right. Um, and now I don't have 
the coworkers that I have don't live in the same direction that I have, that I go. So I, I had to be more resourceful and figure that out, right? But I wasn't like pissed and angry that I had to get an oil change, right? Like it was one of those, okay, what can I do now? So what I did is I found the closest oil change place to my house, which happens to be like three blocks away. Over my lunch, I went and got an oil change and my plan was to sit there and wait for them to get done. But instead I came home and let my dogs out and worked at home a little bit and then went back to the place when they were done. And it worked out very well, right? And I wasn't I wasn't stressed. I wasn't angry. It was just another obstacle in the road. But it wasn't the victim mindset of, oh my gosh, I have to get this oil change. This sucks, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, right? Getting out of that victim mindset with much larger things that happen to your life and not just inconvenient oil changes, but things like not getting the job you wanted or maybe the job you currently have isn't what you thought it would be or your marriage isn't up to par Or maybe you're not married yet, but your relationship just isn't what you see for yourself in the future, right? Maybe the way you've been parenting recently isn't the way that you want to parent, right? Those things can be really hard and it's easy to be hard on ourselves. But taking responsibility and asking yourself, number one, how did I get here? What did I do? What actions did I take created this situation? Whether it was directly or indirectly, right? And number two If it wasn't something that was in my control, because not everything is in our control, what can I do right now to respond to the situation in a way that I'm going to be proud of later, right? How do I respond in a way that my kids would be proud of, that my husband would be proud of, that my parents would be proud of, right? How do I respond in a way that I'm still respecting myself, which is huge? And number three, what can I do in the future to make sure that if or when this situation comes up again, depending on the situation, right? When this comes up again, how am I going to be better prepared for it emotionally, financially, mentally, right? How can I, it's like every year, the day of my dad's death and his birthday are like a month apart and it's really hard for me. And, and every year I have to prepare myself mentally for it. And I know that it's coming. It's inevitable, right? And then being a month apart doesn't help either. And it's winter, so that stinks. But when those two come, I know emotionally I'm not going to be readily available. I know that I will be on edge a little bit. But there are some things that I can do to prepare myself to understand what's going on and why I'm irritable or why I'm not as happy-go-lucky during that time, right? And it's understandable that something like that can be triggering, but also I still have to be a wife and a mom and an employee and a friend and a sister and all of the titles that I have, right? Like I still have to be present for all of those, but also yet deal with my own, you know, internal goings-on. And that can be really difficult sometimes. And so today is your reminder that like you have control, of the situations that you're in, whether it's an oil change or your dad's death date coming up, right? Like there are things that are in your control and to be better prepared for them will help you, you know, in the long term, be able to control these situations and be able to say, I am ready. I feel as prepared as I can be for this situation coming up. And also 
I, I just want to remind you that like, it's okay when you're trying to take control of these situations or when you're trying to take ownership of what's going on in your life, it is 100% okay to pivot and change and explore different options that might work for you. So maybe if you have something that's newer and you're still navigating this new situation and the way you handled it or the way you're currently handling it just isn't working, right? Oh, my dog dropped his bone and I'm so sorry. The, the way that my work schedule was, um, worked for a little bit. And now that the girls are back to school, I have to pivot and change that. Right. And me being able to get up early in the mornings and work allows me to have some work time and then time with the kids. And then obviously I spend majority of my day at work. And then I actually get to leave at a really decent time, anywhere between three 30 and four 30. Um, to be able to have those evenings with my kids. So I'm still getting a full day of work in, right? And and luckily I have an amazing employer who allows me to do this. Not every employer is okay with this, right? But the fact that I'm able to kind of split up my work schedule not only allows me to have better life work balance, which I don't think is a true thing. I, I don't think it's 50-50 all of the time ever, Um but trying to be able to navigate both of those, right? Like going back to school and doctor's appointments and all of the things that are going on, right? And also still being able to be present at my work because I need to be, right? I realized, oh, this isn't working for me. My work isn't being as big of a priority as I need it to be. And so I decided that I'm not working from home on Wednesdays anymore. Um, number one, because I don't financially, it made sense during the summer because we would save money on babysitting costs. But during the school year, we have to pay the same amount, no matter what, if the girls are there or if I'm at home with them, um, one day a week. So I decided instead of being at home on Wednesdays, I'm actually going to go into the office on Wednesdays. And, and the reason for that is Number one, I guess, I I definitely focus better at work. Um, I'm able to close my door. I'm not distracted by the dogs or by the kids, etc. I do enjoy working from home, and I think a lot of people do. And I don't know. It's it's one of those of like I'm trying to see if this works out better for us. And if it does, then obviously I will continue to do it. Um, but if me being home on Wednesdays is still better for the family, and I still have that kind of give and take there. Um, definitely I'm going to go for it, but I just want to remind you that this is just one example, right? Of things that can pivot and change and and don't be afraid to say, Hey, this isn't working for me. Hey, I need to be able to get up earlier in the mornings and work. So that way I can take the kids to school, right? And, and not, you know, miss part of my day at work or not have to stay at work until 6 p.m., right? If that's what works for you, then go for it, right? As long as obviously your employer's okay with it. Maybe it's an example of what you're going to college for doesn't feel aligned. I can relate with that. You know, the, the thing is, in today's episode, I just want you to know and feel in your heart that your life is your life, you have control, right? You are the captain of your choices. You are the captain of what your circumstances will look like in the future, right? And I'm not using the exception as the example of, well, sometimes things happen that are out of our control. Yes. And we're not going to worry about those because they're not in our control, right? But for the most part, the choices you have made every single day of your life have led you up to where you are now. 
And you can ask yourself, am I proud of where I am now? Do I enjoy what I do? On most days, am I happy? On most days, do I enjoy my life? Because quite frankly, life's too short to not enjoy it, right? Like life, if there's anything that having kids young has taught me is that life goes by so fast. Like my almost eight-year-old thinking about it, right? After this year, she will be halfway through her childhood. Halfway through her childhood, which is insane to me, right? Because she's turning eight in about a month, actually less than a month now. She'll be eight. And when you're nine, that's halfway through your childhood, right? Like this year, she will be ending the first half of her childhood. And it makes me think, have we done everything we can to prepare her going into the second half of her childhood, right? Is she doing things independently? Is she a kind person, right? Does she understand situations around her, right? Does she feel self-confident enough to make choices, whether that's the same choices other people are making around her, or does she have the self-will to not do the same thing that everyone's doing around her, right? What, how can I prepare her going into the second half of her childhood, And if we decide, oh, this isn't working, we need to pivot, we need to change, explore, I'm not afraid to say, I don't think this is working. I'm not afraid to say, I need a different work schedule. I'm not afraid to say, we need to have tough conversations because life is too short to not do that. Life is too short to continue just hoping aimlessly that what we're doing is working, right? And I'm not saying I'm perfect. And I'm, I know you're not. I know I'm not. But going forward in life, it's a consistent and every, every day evolutionizing. How can I better myself? How can I better equip my kids for their future? Right? We, people in older generations than us always say like, oh, these younger generations, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank for whatever you want to say. Right? But they were, the, they were the ones responsible for raising us. They were the ones who made us curious. They were the ones who made us see other people for the way that they are, right? And then then they get angry about that. And I won't go into politics, but essentially, how am I raising my kids to be a better generation, to be more compassionate, to be more understanding? And if the way that I'm doing that isn't working and I can see that, how can I change? How can I pivot, right? And this could... I mean, you could apply this to pretty much every aspect of your life, right? Whether that's financially or emotionally or within your relationships, your career, right? All of these different things, you can apply the principles of understanding that you're not a victim. And if you have been a victim to a certain circumstance, right, that's out of your control again, right? How do we prepare for those going forward? How do we know that what we're doing right now is going to help us be more prepared for the future? How do we pivot? How do we ask for help? How do we explore different options? And for today, I just want this episode to be a reminder to not be afraid to make those pivots, to not play the victim, to not feel like your own life is holding you back because you only have one life and you're the captain. You make the choices. You get to decide what your future looks like. And if today's that turning point for you, good for you. I love that. If today's the day you decide you're not doing your career anymore, fantastic. I've done it. I've been there. 
<laughs> Trust me, I've, I've done the thing, right? And I, I'm definitely not an expert, but I'm here to tell you that if you want your life to look different, you have the capability to do it. This is your confidence bucket. This is me pouring love and and all of the, I wish I could like virtually hug you. I feel like I'm virtually hugging you right now, but I hope you know that the choices you're making today impact your life later, whether it's on a micro scale or macro scale, right? Whether it's something as changing your work schedule or something as big as changing your career path or your relationships, right? I hope you know that you are fully capable of having the life that you love. I love you guys. I will see you guys later and I hope you guys have a great week. See you next week. 